Welcome or welcome back to Solidarity on the Bench. I am your host, Katie Yu, and today is a solo episode. But if you have not been tuning into my podcast recently, or if you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. I host a lot of guests on here, which is quite cool, and new episodes are uploaded every Tuesday at 11 a.m. PST. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hi, I feel like it has been so long since I've sat down and podcasted and also so long since I've done a solo episode and uploaded that and honestly a lot of that I feel like comes from insecurity of me not feeling like I'm good enough or cool enough or smart enough or doing enough to come on and actually talk but but I would just love to come on here and talk about what's up in my life, give you guys some updates and kind of have these solo episodes every four guest episodes because, you know, first and foremost, this is my podcast, hi, and yeah, I miss yapping. I miss yapping. I'm a yapper. The podcast really came about because I love talking and I feel like I have a lot to say. Shout out to So Much To Say, Sophia Carter's podcast. I just wanted to give you guys some updates. So, of course, I always start off my solo episodes by saying where I am and where, like, what time I'm filming and where I'm filming from. So, It is currently the 28th of January, it's a Sunday, and I've had a very kind of slow morning Sunday almost, but I have, you know, actually that's such a lie, I mean it's 12pm, which is midday, (laughs) I guess, Um, but it's Sunday, which also means that we were able to sleep in a little bit, and I have been going through a lot of realizations in the past couple of days that I am not necessarily the person that I want to be. And I think that, you know, consuming so much media, especially social media, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, I'm not on Twitter, but YouTube, movies, we see versions of lives that we assume we should also aspire to. And I have been aspiring to lives that I don't feel truly connected to. And I think that that's why I feel so much discomfort and a little bit unsettled here in my life. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely love, you know, being able to study in London and having the privilege of moving abroad and having such an incredible support system, having my sister here. Like, there's so many upsides to being here in London, but I think you only realize this when you move and you try out a life that you thought you would have loved that maybe it's not the life for you. And I'm only saying this, the only downside to London is that it doesn't have access to mountains. And I feel most alive when I am in vast nature. And I think I made that realization yesterday when I was walking the park and I was sitting and I was looking and I was like, this is lovely, right? This is nature, but this is not what I envisioned for myself. This is bringing me peace, but I know that like deep peace for me, comes from being in vast nature. And so there comes a lot of peace, honestly, with knowing that this period of my life is not going to be forever. I'm not going to live in London forever. And I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with feeling a little bit unsettled in the sense that I'm not going to have access to the nature that I want to have access to. And I was spoiled because I lived in California, especially Southern California, And I lived, you know, on the base of a mountain pretty much at my school. But realizing that my vision for my life is a lot bigger and more grand 
than I let myself think. And while I do love London, while I do love the city, maybe because I'm just not that big of a drinker or a partier or any of that, maybe it's not really aligning with what I want to do long term. But I'm recognizing that that's okay. You know, it's okay because I'm fulfilling a childhood dream. And just because that dreams change doesn't mean I have to continue to be here just because, you know, I thought I wanted to, but I didn't. But there's a lot of other factors that necessarily tie me to London, my friends, my family, you know, school right now, especially. And so I'm going to make the most of being here. But a lot of these realizations are coming about because I felt like I was running full speed ahead, 100 miles per hour, without a clear vision or goal of where I was running to. And this is super unique for me because I feel like I've always been very clear on what it is I want. Whether it is bettering myself, implementing different habits, you know, looking for new experiences, going to grad school. I feel like this is a very adult thing to feel around this time especially, a lot of my friends who didn't go into higher higher education, like graduate schools, have been feeling this lack of structure in their lives and this lack of benchmark of success almost. Um, and they don't know, you know whether or not they're doing good or bad. And I think it's because we have never in our lives been asked to think about what we want and make that vision for ourselves. Up until now, we have been running on the treadmill and the treadmill just kind of gave out. It really was, you know, go to school so that you can go to a good high school, so that you can go to a good college, and then so you can get your first job or like go into grad school. And once you're there, no one ever tells you what now. And because we have not been given the privilege of figuring out what a vision is and what a why is while we were in the confinements of going to high school or college we come out the other side not understanding what our vision for our lives should be and we've never been challenged enough and been asked and seriously asked what do you want out of this life and i think i was really good at being clear on what my vision was, especially in college, I was really clear because I was coming out of a place of survival and I was stepping into a place of thrival and I was implementing good habits and good things in my life to make sure that I was going to align the life that I was living with the life that I knew I wanted to have. And that included going to the gym and you know, getting into grad school and these benchmarks of success, both kind of externally, like going to grad school or internally, like going to the gym. And I knew where I wanted to go. And I think that coming here to London, it's been about five months. I've fallen off the bandwagon of that vision of success for myself because this is pretty much up until what I've envisioned, right? Like I've never kind of sat down on the other side of this treadmill and said, okay, now that I've gotten into grad school, what do I want? And I have been, as I said, like running full, full heartedly towards something that is unclear and undefined. And that's why I feel like sometimes in this city, I'm just trying to catch my breath because I don't know 
what it is I'm working for. And that's through not really any fault of my own because I think, as I said before, we're never really taught how to want and what to look for and how to create this vision. And we talk a lot about why in recovery, but that's so specific to one part of your life, which is just your mental health. I have never been asked ever in my life what I want out of it. I've been asked what I enjoy. I've been asked about my passions. I've been asked what makes me happy, but I've never been asked seriously like what my ideal life would look like and then tried to find a way to get there. And I think obviously that's a very scary question to ask, especially since we don't necessarily uncover parts of ourselves so much as we're able to discover parts of ourselves and with new experiences we get to learn a lot of different things but I'm realizing that I don't have a clear vision and that realization definitely scared me so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and back on my self-help era I fell off for a little bit because I felt like nothing I was I didn't need to get new information. I just needed to put the information I knew into practice. But now I'm looking and I'm open to receiving more information and different frameworks to look at life. And I was listening to Kayleen Bracken's Sunday Questions, the podcast. I'm a big fan of hers. I think she is extremely eloquent in the way that she speaks. Kayleen, if you're listening to this, hello. But she was saying in the 75 good for you or better for you or whatever challenge she was creating for herself with a list of rules that one of the things that she's doing is creating a to-do list with four different parts and this is not a new concept right I am all over self-help development youtubers they always talk about you know the high priority list the low priority list but what I really enjoyed about the way that Kayleen kind of bracketed her list is is the following and I'm gonna pull up my notes app right now real quick just to show you guys but she says there's four parts there's the need to do there's the like to do the need to do for others and the get ahead list and so for me I've actually taken this into five parts I have a running list at the top of each week every Sunday I go in and I write my big weekly tasks and these are like papers that are due on specific days, you know, like deadlines that I have to do and I have to either deep clean the kitchen or the bathroom, you know, depending on the week and depending on where we are in the cycle of cleaning with my flatmate. So things like that, you know, are are on the big weekly tasks, but some of them are just finances, you know, apply to a certain job, do this return that you've been putting off. And I ask myself to do this as a weekly task and then I go in And every night I've been filling out the four smaller daily tasks with those four headings. And it's been number one, giving me so much clarity on what to do each day because I don't have to think and I don't have to to do that guesswork of like, I have a big list of tasks and I'm going to do them in a week. It takes that guesswork out of it. I know exactly when I'm going to, you know, do each task. And number two, I really like this need to do for others. Because one of my need to do for others is like a kitchen deep clean. It's not, it doesn't just affect me, it affects other people. And something that I always put on is reply to your texts because I, for some reason, I'm so bad at replying to my texts. And I really enjoy this. And I think 
being able to structure a to-do list in this way has brought me back to remembering that I need a vision for each day. And I've been going along in the first month of January, kind of going with how I feel. And I started listening to the audio version of Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk. And he talks a lot about self-love and self-discipline, like the monkey brain and the monk mind or whatever it is. And how... So there's something so inherently great about self-discipline and about not bending your will. And I, I think about this a lot because what I'm trying to do in 2024 is loud budgeting. And so I've been talking a lot about my sweet treats, like my little treats budget. And there's something so gratifying about the anticipation of a sweet treat to getting it, to feeling satisfied because I felt felt like I earned it and not earned it in the sense that like food must be earned but earned it in the sense that like I was anticipating it and then I got it and now like I have that like post effect and so much of it it goes into behavioral science and so with my loud budgeting with this sweet treat budget I'm realizing that my monkey brain as Jay Shetty would say that this monkey mind of mine has been not following through with discipline because I like to treat myself. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with treating myself, right? I think that life is meant to be enjoyed and there are such like greatness in treats and small treats and things. But what I really want to be conscious of is number one, where's my money going? So that's why sweet treats and and just budgeting and tracking my expenses in general is being such a big thing for 2024. But also number two, a treat is not a treat if you get it every day. And I'm at this point of my life where I don't need a treat every time I wake up. And that's lovely, right? I never used to be like that. I used to need to treat myself for getting out of bed and waking up. Like I was in such bad depression at a point of my, of my life where a treat a day just for existing was needed. But I'm so lucky to say that I'm not at that point anymore and that I think that the anticipation of the reward is better than the reward itself. And a treat is a treat because I wait for it and I think about it and then I go get it. And it's like this, this treat. And so something that I'm moving into and really working on in 2024 is having visions and having discipline. And I want to know what I'm doing every day. I don't want to waste my time. And there's so much going on in my brain, if you can tell. But but something I was talking about with some of my friends earlier was I was up until 2.30 a.m. one night, a couple nights ago. And I was just scrolling and I was scrolling on TikTok and I was just watching videos and I looked at myself after that. Like I woke up the next morning and I was like, why did I do that? Like, why did I feel the need to do that? I didn't need to do that. And the thing was, I didn't put in rotting into my schedule that week. Like I did not rot. And so because I didn't have scheduled time to not do anything, that need to not do anything bled into every other part of my life. It bled into my sleep. It bled into when I was supposed to be working from home and like, you know, super super focused because I didn't have a vision. I didn't know what I was doing. And so that need to not work bled into that. And I hardly got any work done because 
not only did I not know what work I needed to do, but I also didn't have enough time to not do anything. And so I kind of 50-50'd, tried to work, but also tried to not work. And it resulted in 100% of a mess. And so moving into 2024, thinking about February, a new month, my goals, looking ahead, what I'm really going to do is be honest with myself and look at my life objectively, loudly budget. I think in 2024, what's really great is financial literacy. And I'm not going to continue using the, I'm just a girl, like, I don't know what to do as an excuse to not understand how to invest and how to make my money work for me, things like that. Um, But more than that, I need to come back to the vision of my life. And so I spent a lot of time journaling this morning and I wrote down a lot of bullet points of things that I felt like my life needed to look like for me to be fulfilled. That's a huge statement, but some of them, I mean, some of them were really as small as reading. It was drinking a glass of water in the morning. It was the fact that I was not aligning my daily habits with who I wanted to become. And in that one night where I stayed up until 2.30 in the morning, what I actually did as well was journal beforehand. And I kind of wrote out with this realization that the changes I make today are the changes that I want to have in the future and like this idea that like the future is now and I am living in the space that I've always dreamed of and if I don't start making the changes today when do I expect to make these changes and I realize that because I kind of want to upheave my life again in the sense that not make a drastic change of where I'm you know, where I live or what I do for work because I'm tied to my student, you know, my student identity for at least a little bit, but a big upheaval in the sense that I want to start aligning my habits, my time, and my money with my vision. And that's a great blanket statement to say, but remember how I said at the beginning that I felt like I had no vision? That was something that I really had to clarify with myself on. And so for me, my vision is small daily habits that I want to incorporate and that I've always said that I wanted to incorporate but never cared enough or prioritized enough to do. And I hate this idea that it's like I just don't have enough time because it's not about time, it's about priorities. And so I've always shifted the way that I spoke about things that I didn't implement my life from I just don't have time for that to it's just not my priority because I don't have time gives up your control to outside forces. But this is not my priority, takes back your control and also puts some of that, not blame necessarily, but some of that, I don't know what the word is. I I don't know what the word would be. So I'm going to go with blame. It puts that blame back on responsibility. It puts some of that responsibility back onto yourself. And so I don't have time to live the life that I want to live, that doesn't sit right with me. I don't, I'm not prioritizing the habits that I want to have in the future to live the life that I want to live. Why? 
Why am I not prioritizing what I know is going to make me happy? And if it's not going to make me happy, then I can just pivot the vision. But right now, some of the vision is really just wake up in the morning and not scroll on your phone. You are not a person who scrolls on their phone. The reason why I scroll on my phone in the morning, I believe, is because I don't have time during the day set aside specifically for rotting. And so again, that mindset of I just need to sit for a second, I need to rot for a second, infiltrates the times of my day that I want to be productive with. So being understanding with myself that I need to scroll and be an iPad baby a little bit on my phone every day will help me, you know, pivot from doing that on times when I don't feel like that is helpful for me. And so if I'm in the three to five slump and I need to scroll on my phone for 20 minutes, I'm going to build that in every single day because I know that if I don't build that in, it's going to bleed into when I work or when I wake up. And so I I want to be the type of person who has a low screen time. And I know, I know that so much of that has to come from within me. And it's not enough to say that I want to do these things and it's not enough even just to try to do these things. It's really a whole changed mindset. And so this comes back to this idea of vision and purpose and what you want to see and what you want to achieve in this world. And I'm both so fired up about this idea and also so overwhelmed with the possibility that I've been running without a destination for a while. Like I was telling someone yesterday, I've been driving at 100 miles per hour, but where am I going? And I haven't been clearer with myself on where I'm going because I've never had to sit down and ask myself what I wanted after college. And so right now I'm doing that. And as you can tell, it feels a little bit like an existential crisis, but I am stepping more towards the person that I want to be because I have so much more clarity on who that is for me. And it's not these individual habits that I want to pick up, but it's these habits that are creating the person that I want to be, that are creating the life I want to live, that are aligning with the identity that I see myself having in the future. Because I can't have that identity in the future if I don't start working towards it today. If I don't work towards it today, when else am I going to work towards it? If this resonates with you, hi. I feel both purposeless and also purposeful. I feel like sitting with the discomfort that I didn't know where I was going for a couple of months makes so much sense to me now because the amount of times I've gone into a therapy session saying that I feel like I am on the hamster wheel and I'm running and I don't know where I'm going and I just feel like I'm trying to keep my head above the water, I think a city especially will do that for you. But more than that, I was basically doing things without understanding why I want, why I was doing them and who I wanted to be when I was doing them, if that makes sense. So I was, I was having these realizations in small bits. I was having these realizations of, oh, you know, maybe partying and alcohol consumption at a high level is not actually super aligned with how I'm feeling. Maybe I really enjoy the community aspect of working out. Maybe I really want to be a runner and I want to push myself in training for things like half marathons. But I never sat down and really thought about why 
it felt like I could not catch a breath. And I was chalking it up to, oh, I'm just unfamiliar with with being in a city. But I think that while a city can make you feel like that, it can also enhance so many other things about you. And for me, what it was enhancing for the past couple of months is this idea of not having a direction. And so coming back into this city, not that I've ever left, but I feel more like myself and, and coming home to myself again. Coming back with this clarity and purpose of what do I want to spend my money on? What do I want to spend my time on? And how do I see that helping me? It's helping all of these questions, all of this purpose talk is helping me feel less guilty about spending what I would consider, you know, a good amount of money on things like food and experiences because I know that a big chunk of who I want to be what my vision is for my life is to eat well I love eating food I love eating food with friends more than ever and so having that clarity and that purpose that like you should not feel guilty for spending money if you're eating with your friends you should not feel guilty for spending money traveling you should not feel guilty spending money working out these are three big things that you have in your vision for your life that are non-negotiable for you so you should not therefore make yourself feel guilty for them but what you should do is track your spending and realize where your money is going and if there is a drain on your money that is not aligned with your vision that's when you should start to feel guilty that's when you should start to make a change but you have money to spend it let's just make sure you're spending it in the correct ways my clothing budget is small my food budget is big this is flip-flopped from what it was five months ago when i had to buy you know cold weather clothes And I continued to purchase things because I thought that that would make me happy. And I thought maybe if I buy a a new top for this occasion, I'll, I'll feel excited about going out. But I'm realizing more and more that spending money on things that don't matter to me, which is really material objects. I'm, I'm not a very materialistic person. I don't enjoy owning too many things, but spending money on experiences is what makes me happy. So I need to stop doing things and spending money on things that don't make me happy and then feel guilty that I don't have enough to spend in my budget for the things that do make me happy. And so it really is this whole upheaval process, this this area of my life where I'm going to be loudly budgeting, loudly going towards the direction of my dreams with clarity. And I can run head first because I know I'm not going to continue running into walls because I know now where I want to go. And I'm going to anticipate the struggles that I have. You know, if I, there are going to be walls and hiccups and setbacks when you are going towards your dreams, but at least it's not going to feel like I'm running through water because I have something called a vision. I have my why. And my why is not just the recovery why, it's a life why. It's a life purpose. And it's not saying that I'm not, you know, going to change that. And it's not an ever-flowing, never-ending process of self-discovery, but it is this deep sigh of relief that I finally feel like I know where I want to go and what I want to do and how I'm going to get there. So those are my thoughts. I hope that was helpful. I hope that resonated. These are conversations that I have a lot with the people around me. 
And it's also very therapeutic for me to get on a microphone and speak aloud what I feel because I'm able to process a lot more of of actually how I'm feeling that way. And this idea of needing to schedule in rot time, I'm actually really excited because I'm going to make myself a rot for about 20 minutes um, right after this podcast episode. And I feel so much more clarity and purpose and driven after recording this, after thinking about this, after thinking about the changes that I want to see in my life. I'm very, very, very excited to come back into this space with a renewed purpose. I'm very excited for the next couple of guests that you're going to be listening to, and I hope this was useful. I love you all so much. I hope you're having an incredible rest of your day, and if you want to continue to tune in to Solidarity on the Bench, I have new episodes every Tuesday at 11 a.m. PST. I'm sending you so much love, and I cannot wait to see you in the next episode.